It's your Locked on Flyers podcast for Thursday, April 28th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that can't believe we got here. There's only one game left in the season. Hooray. We will talk about last night's game against the Jets and more coming up on the show. You're Locked on Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Flyers land. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. You can find my partner in crime here, Russ Cohen, on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You'll keep up to date on our episodes, Flyers News. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. In addition to last night's shutout, At the hands of the Winnipeg Jets, we're going to talk about updated draft lottery odds, playoffs update, and then we have a prospect profile. Of course, it's Thursday. We're going to talk about Ryan Chesley, who is a very interesting prospect. Lockdown Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So, Russ, I know, obviously, Flyers fandom is split in terms of wanting to lose out in terms of the draft lottery odds. We are going to talk all about those odds in the next segment. But I don't think getting shut out was exactly what people wanted either. No, I mean, I just want to say it's very nice and refreshing that we showed up for work today because they didn't. It was absolutely atrocious, I think, just from an effort perspective. And honestly, my hopes were a little bit high actually going into the game based on, you know, what we talked about yesterday. The fact that they put Joel Farabee back on the wing where he's more comfortable. Which only took how many games? Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we had been talking about the kids line of Cates and Frost and Tippett getting Mm -hmm. opportunities. And, you know, they did. They looked the best in this game. But unfortunately, it wasn't even close to being enough. No. You know, I I always have to temper things because everybody wants to say, well, look, they got chances and look, it got close. In the end, the problem with this team is they have to actually execute fully like the puck has to go in the net and things could look great you could be doing things that are good on the ice and we could applaud that but if the puck doesn't go in the net it's going to be a problem next year too and honestly if I were the GM I would save this game and when I went and did my exit interviews I would say to some of my veterans is this really the kind of effort I can count on you for next year like why was it so bad in this game And I really would hold their feet to the fire because I'd want them to think over the summer, hey, you're getting paid six, seven million dollars from us, but you can't just show up. I I think that was huge in terms of setting an example. I think, you know, when your young guys who are are fresh are the ones who are kind of taking charge in terms of effort, that is a huge problem. And again, it may seem like it doesn't matter as much. And, you know, you want to lose games for draft lottery odds, but not this way. Like this is not helpful. Or an Mm -hmm. overtime loss, you'd say, okay, good effort. We get it. It's the slog of the season. 
But in this game, when you know that there's guys like Kyle Connor out there who I talked about yesterday and, you know, you, you have to get up for a game like that. You have to. Otherwise, you're just going to look bad. In the end, now they just look bad. Yeah, and I think that a lot of the sloppy play is what led to too many penalties. Oh, you know, the, yeah. the Flyers took five penalties, including giving the Jets a five on three. Yep. And, you know, this penalty kill, which has been, you know, admittedly much better. And we've talked about that on the show. When you give a team like the Jets chances, including extended five on three time, it's not going to hold. No, and the Flyers power plays worse than the league. Like, you can't get any worse than that. You can only get better. And it seemingly got worse yesterday. Oh, you talk about the effort. You know, five on five, it was bad. But on the power play, it was just, it was almost impossible to watch. Uh, Not getting set up, not even getting quality zone time. And it wasn't even like the Jets were getting shots on goal shorthanded a ton either. It was just that the Flyers couldn't get it together to put any constructive passes together or or just anything. Yeah, I I also think that, um, for me, a big indictment of Mike Yo is, so when you pull the goalie and (laughs) and you're hoping to get back in the game, why in the hell is Keith Yandel at the point? You know, as well as I do, and everybody listening, that... If the puck goes anywhere near Keith Yandel and happens to hop over his stick, it's game over. Like, you know that. And yet, you still did it. It's like, I don't know, it's like Groundhog Day. It really is. It's unbelievable some of the same mistakes that they'll make over and over again between the coaches and the players. It's mind-numbing. It really is. I I had to think in that scenario, you know, you're down three to nothing what are we pulling the goalie for in the first place? Right. I mean, that's a fair point in and of itself. If you're going to do it, your point stands in terms of putting Keith Yandel out there. My theory was that they just wanted to give him ice time because they figure he may not get a deal next season. And they're just giving him ice time to enjoy the last couple days of a potential career end. But who knows? (laughs) Who knows? I mean, at this point, what is the cost of all this? There's a great cost of all this, and and Chuck Fletcher is the one that's responsible because, again, you brought the guy in here, you gave him the no move, and look, I voted for him for, for the Masterton, so I don't want people to think that I didn't appreciate his career, but you have to look at it from strictly from a business and development standpoint, and to continually give him this ice time that is not deserved, because if you want to say people have to earn their ice time on the Flyers, it's it's simply not true. And he's the exact proof of it. Yeah, I think the accountability element is a huge part of this. And we talked a little bit in our mailbag this week about you know what we're expecting to hear from Chuck Fletcher. And I expect to hear platitudes about accountability a lot. And yeah. it's, I think, it depends on how he talks about it. But I think accountability has been a huge issue this season and nobody being the one to to stand up and say this is on me or I mean, is it really I, the highlight yeah. of the season is the highlight of the season going to be a guy who just came through for a year and got the consecutive games played streak and is this really going to be the highlight of the year in a positive way obviously Giroux would be in a negative way but is this the highlight the positive highlight of the year like is that it I don't know I mean I, I want to 
talk about at least something positive about sure. this game. Uh, I, I think Felix Sandstrom had a rough start, but he got it together. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think you know much of what was going on later in the game for him was you know on him entirely. I think there were defensive breakdowns. Yeah, the first goal open. was on him. That's yeah. the one that was on. Yeah. Him. But I feel like he did get it together. And Mm -hmm. so I've been generally pleased with Felix Sandstrom's play at the NHL level this late in the season, especially given the effort that's in front of him uh, on a nightly basis. I think that he and Jones have been doing the Lord's work, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, like, with the exception of the last two weeks where Jones has played his best hockey, most games he was given up three goals. So if you're going to tell me that, you could give me a reason why you should spend money on a backup. You better tell me that that backup's only given up two goals a game. Cause if really, if the standards three Sandstrom can do that every game too, like he can, he's at that level where he's going to give up three or less. And, and that's, you know, at this point, that's probably acceptable. Yeah. And Comrie did have a great game in net at the other he end did. too. But he's so, not a superstar goalie. Like no. my Comrie, you know, my Comrie, but- Eric Comrie, um, but yeah, Eric's a pretty good player. Like he actually, I feel bad because he actually came up at, through the through the ranks with Thatcher Demko, and they were like neck and neck, and they played on some teams together. And Demko sort of edged him out, and unfortunately, Demko really left him in the dust. So I was happy for Comrie on that mm-hmm. level because I got to know about him personally through the Demko family. Like they're the ones who told me, and so it was good. It was nice that he got that shutout, but he was handed that shutout. He was. He was. But yeah, well, we're done with road games. We've got one more home game. We're going to talk more about that one tomorrow. But as a result of all of the action around the NHL, including last night's Flyers game, we have some updated draft lottery odds. We have updated playoff scenarios. And we're going to talk about all of that coming up next. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try. If you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com. Use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. I didn't give them a review, but I would give them 10 stars because I'm really hard on sunglasses. And they've been great for me. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Russ, we would normally do our Flyers fun thing at the end of every episode, but I wanted to bring this one up into our second segment today just because I got so much joy out of it. And it leads to our discussion about the draft lottery. And that was Steve Kornacki appearing mm-hmm. on the NBC Sports Philly show, kind of doing his usual 
uh, board with math and different scenarios for the flyers. Same clothes, wearing, wearing oh, the same clothes. Wearing the khakis, looking good. And I, I find Steve Cornell. Nerdy good. Let's, let's not get crazy here. It's not like nerdy maximum good. good. It's nerdy good, right? It's nerdy good. It's absolutely nerdy good. And he, you know, did his thing. And I appreciate his style from MSNBC and yep. election coverage. And so. And he's uh, a sports that, fan. You could tell he's a sports fan. Absolutely. So it was good to see him kind of break down the uh, Flyers draft lottery odds and all the different scenarios. And uh, so I highly recommend you watch that if you haven't already. There's a link to it in the show notes for you. It'll make Uh, you smile. It absolutely will. So we got an update after what he reported in terms of the exact percentages, obviously, because there were games that happened last night. Seattle, man, not helping us out. They had a 2 nothing lead, and then Did they blow it. Did you expect Dave Hackstall to help you with anything? No, honestly? of course not. <laughs> but to have a 2 nothing lead and then lose to L.A. 5-3 to was not helpful for the Flyers. No. no. Worst case scenario. But again, you really can't live and die with all of these games when – Honestly, it's about luck of the ping pong ball and math, right? So as much luck as it takes to figure out what pick you're getting, you want the sure thing to be when your team actually makes the selection. Exactly, exactly. So we have until May 10th to be nervous about those ping pong balls. Right now, the Flyers have one game left against the Senators. The Kraken have two left. So right now, the Flyers are going to finish with either the third, the fourth, or the fifth worst record. Uh, We already have that tiebreaker with the Devils because New Jersey has more regulation wins than the Flyers. So there's no way for New Jersey to lose leapfrog the Flyers. So it's really between Seattle and Philadelphia right now in terms of who's going to have the third or the fourth. I mean, I guess it is possible to get the fifth, but I think much less likely. uh, Like we're putting a positive spin on futility here. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But we do have, you know, slightly less than 10% chance of getting that first overall pick and the second overall pick but if you look at the percentages like Kornacki was talking about it's most likely that the Flyers will end up with the fifth pick overall and even though they might end up with the fourth worst record and his explanation about it was great that if you add up all the percentages of the teams that are better than the Flyers aka worse on the lottery list that percentage of them any one of those teams getting the first and or second pick overall is greater than the Flyers chance. So that's how the math works out. That is likely that one of those teams, at least that's lower than the Flyers on the list is going to move up and that'll bump the Flyers down. So I think they'll probably end up with the fifth pick as it stands, but there's an outside chance that they'll get the first or second pick. And then there's an outside chance that two teams will leapfrog the Flyers and they'll get bumped down an extra slot. Trust me, every time the league has made a tweak to this draft lottery, they have consulted mathematicians. Oh, of course. And I I like math. I like spreadsheets and I like formulas. So this is just right up my alley. I, I don't, but I like the draft lottery. 
Yeah. And we have the new rule this year, obviously, that you can't move up more than 10 spots. Right. And, you know, you can't do it more years in a row. So there's all these extra factors that will be taken into account when they, I don't even know if it's ping pong balls anymore or just an algorithm, but. uh, That's true. I still, I would like to think it's still ping pong balls. Yes, they were more fun. <laughs> they are more fun than algorithm. All right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we also have some updates on the playoffs. And aside from the Flyers-Jets game, for us, the most important games on the schedule were that of the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. And yeah. The collective will of the NHL fandom to get Vegas eliminated from the playoffs was absolutely astounding to me. Yeah, here's here's my feeling on it. Like I I thought Vegas would make the playoffs this year. I even thought a week ago they could still edge it out. But I'm not going to dump on Jack Eichel. It's not his fault. He makes 10 million. Is that 10 million what's ripped apart the team? Absolutely. And it's going to do and it's going to wreak havoc on him next year. But it's not the player's fault. And everybody's looking for these things to blame Jack Eichel for. The Buffalo media still seems to be on a sort of a witch hunt against Jack Eichel. I I don't have anything against Jack Eichel. No, I think you're right. It it was a collective problem by the strategies that Vegas has been using in terms of managing their cap and what their personnel looks like. And I think that especially for a team that came out of the gate in expansion, obviously, to make the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, this is their first year out of the playoffs for the franchise. It's it's a humbling experience for their fan base that all of us should go through. And it's just their time right now. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, Vegas fans, it might not get better. You don't have a lot in the farm system. The window's closing quickly. And you may still end up with a star player like Jack Eichel being on a non-playoff team for a few years. It's possible. So, you know, again, Vegas tried to, you know, buck the system and do it the opposite. GMs helped them with the way they did the expansion draft. But in the end, they didn't reach the goal. They didn't win the cup and things could start to go backwards for them. Yeah, we shall see. It was. Of course, uh, fascinating how it went down in terms of, you know, the stars needing to win or Vegas needing to lose. And they both made it difficult on themselves going to overtime. Yeah, the stars didn't, like, give anybody (laughs) any any reason to say they're going to win a playoff series. That is true. Uh, Right now, though, you know, we still don't have a bracket and we won't until the final games of the season. We only have two series locked in right now. Uh, Oilers versus Kings and Wild versus Blues. And even in Wild versus Blues, we don't know who's got home ice yet. Right. Which is crazy. But in in a way, in a way, I like this. I do because we're in such a like betting world now. I, I like things that are undetermined as long as they can be. So Odds can't be set. Don't ask me why. This is just the way my brain's working now. But I'm okay with this whole thing. No, I love it, too, that you know we won't know a lot of things about the playoffs until that last game of the season. Uh, right now, in the East, uh, Tampa Bay versus Leafs can get locked in tonight with any lightning win or a one-point loss from the Bruins. So uh, we could get some more information in tonight's matchups uh, but again not knowing anything into the last game of the season is so much fun to me it is but to be honest 
I'll have hockey on a secondary screen. I'll be watching the NFL draft tonight because my New York Jets have two picks in the top 10. And since we're talking, (laughs) you know, it's like I'm a draft guy. Like I have to watch some of that at least up until the 10th pick. So I'll have one eye on it. Well, you did talk about how this affects the betting odds going into the playoffs in the NHL. And the perfect place to make those bets once we have those odds is betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports development, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, and the start of Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Russ, I am excited about this week's prospect profile. We've got another draft eligible prospect to talk about in Ryan Chesley. He is a right-handed defenseman. He's a little bit bigger, six feet tall. And right now he's projected late first round to like early mid second round in the ranking. So I definitely want to talk about why you wanted to talk about him specifically given where the Flyers are picking. But this season, uh, he is on the U.S. national team development program. Uh, he's on the U18 team right now that's uh, playing in Worlds. He's got 27 points in 56 games played for that U18 team. And uh, right now he's got a goal and three assists in the tournament for Team USA. He's tied for second in scoring for defensemen and is a plus nine. So he's having a pretty decent tournament so far. And that's why we're talking about him, because he's going to move up the charts. Uh, He's moving up on mine. And so even if the Flyers don't want him with the fifth pick, which is understandable, if they were to trade down and they let's say they traded down into the you know, 18 to 25 range, Chesley's going to be in that range. And so the interesting thing is this. We're in a world now where the excellent two-way defenseman who has a little size and a right-handed shot has become almost like a sweet spot in the draft, right? Like, hey, this guy's going to go to Minnesota. He's definitely playing in the NHL. Get it. Totally get it. I think that too. But the argument is, Do you go with that or do you go with, hey, I want somebody who's a little more dynamic offensively because it gives you that little bit of something, something that my organization doesn't have. That's what the debate will be. The Flyers have gone very safe last few drafts. So for the most part, and so I would say Chesley is a guy that will be high on their board. He skates well. He's really smart. He's also gets some of his goals from from going in deep like a forward. So he knows when to do that. He's sturdy out there. Uh, I wouldn't say he's overly physical, but, uh, you know, he doesn't shy away from it. He's got a good shot. He is capable of getting some goals. He plays. Uh, his gap control is good. He He's mm-hmm. one of those guys that um, is very engaged on every shift. So there's nothing not to like about him. I personally don't think he's the best guy even on his team as far as not the U18 team, but on the uh, national development team. But I recognize that 
he has been sneaking up the charts for months now and he's been you know going up my rankings too and then in this tournament looks particularly great and there is always going to be a recency bias like that's a thing in life and i think he's going to benefit from that rachel I think so, too. And obviously, he'll probably show up at the Combine. And so what he does there is going to be added yep. to what he has done late in the season here. And you mentioned he is going to University of Minnesota this fall. I am actually, the more we've been talking about these draft-eligible prospects, I'm very excited for this Minnesota team Oh yeah, uh, next fall because not only Ryan Chesley is committed there, but you know we've talked about Logan Cooley. And somebody we haven't talked about is Cruz Lucius, who's yeah. the brother of Chaz Lucius, who was in last year's draft, who I personally, as longtime listeners of the show will know, was very interested in. Yeah, um, I like Chaz. He actually just signed with the Jets uh, yesterday. Oh, good for him. So great, very excited for him. Very great excited kid. for him. But I think that Minnesota's putting together an excellent freshman class for they next really are. fall. And Ryan's going to be a huge part of that. And... I think that you know what you said about him uh, matches up mostly with you know what I've seen in terms of people writing about him. Uh, in terms of his shot, uh, I've seen some people sort of ding his accuracy that he really needs to work more on shot selection and just being smarter about that. Would you say that's the case? Yeah, I don't know if I noticed that to be honest. So I'm not going to say one way or the other because it's not something that I've noticed. Uh, I've seen him probably three or four times live in the last two years, plus a lot on video. Um, I haven't really noticed that. So if that's the case, it's the case with a lot of guys. It's That's the case with Cam York, Cam York right? right? So it that's a pretty common thing. So if it is, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's not going to hold him back. No, and I think the college game will help him on that yes. front because college, as we know, has you know very specific systems in place, and especially a team like Minnesota, they're going to lock him in to making certain choices in in a sense. He's going to have to think quick. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have to alert, which, are, which will help that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and and so I think the fact that he is going to a program like Minnesota is going to help him tremendously in cleaning up the smaller things about his game. And you know, again, I do while a high pick, and again, we're waiting until the draft lottery to make these final kind of decisions or predictions in terms of what we would want for the Flyers. But the trading down option seems very appealing to me right now. And Ryan Chesley is somebody that would definitely be on my list if the Flyers do that. Yeah, I, I just look at it like if there are some teams out there that have multiple seconds and they get stuck on a player and they call me and they say, we want that player. If it's not a player I want or was going to select with my next pick, I'm okay with moving down too. I mean, when you're talking about it in theory, it matters who's on the board. Like if yes. you tell me, you know, again, like we go back to the cold Caulfield situation, I wouldn't have done that. Right. But they did. And we'll see how it works out. But in theory, I definitely would do it because it's, it's right now. It could only benefit the Flyers because not having a second is going to hurt them in this draft because there's a lot of guys and especially what their second would have been. There's a lot of guys with in that early 30s that are really good players. And yeah. and I don't think Chesney's one of them anymore, but there's going to be some really good ones and they're not going to even get a sniff on those guys. Well, we have more chances to see 
Ryan play in the U18 Worlds. They're continuing starting today in the quarterfinals. And uh, you'll get to see him. You'll get to see Isaac Howard, who we talked about recently, who's the yep. Team USA's leader in points right Had now. Had a four-goal so, game. Not bad. Yep. Not, not terrible at all. So uh, we'll keep an eye on them. And we will be back tomorrow where we are going to talk about the Flyers' last game versus the Ottawa Senators. We're going to get into our Flyers' awards predictions. And, of course, it's Friday, so we're going to talk about Gritty. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send us your mailbag questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers, or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen Locked on NHL. They've got all the latest news and playoff updates from around the league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.